Hey, welcome friends to this episode of Bible and Life. Today in this episode, we are going to uh, explore the very beginning of the Sermon on the Mount, what is traditionally called the Beatitudes, the blesseds that begin the Sermon on the Mount. And we're going to answer the question, who is welcome in Jesus's kingdom? All right, I'm so glad to be together with you once again. And uh, last week was the 4th of July. I hope you had a great 4th of July uh, with family and with friends. You know, when I was growing up, the line was always have a safe and sane 4th of July. So hopefully that's what you did. You had a, a good, fun, safe and sane 4th of July. Uh, where we live, it's always hot around this time of the year. And so we like to try to find some water, have some fun. And so that's what we did. We had a good 4th of July. Hope you did as well. So thanks for joining me today. We are jumping into the text of the Sermon on the Mount and beginning to walk right down through it. Um, And as this sermon begins, you have to note the setting or the context, I think, in order to really appreciate and feel the force of how this sermon begins and what Jesus is really doing in the beginning of the sermon. Um, Jesus says this, Matthew chapter 5, verse 1, the sermon begins this way, And when he, Jesus, saw the multitudes, he saw all the crowds that were gathering around him. And this is pretty common. As Jesus' ministry is beginning, crowds are beginning to flock to him. And these crowds are full of all sorts of different kinds of people, people who would be considered faithful Jews, people who would be looked down on by faithful Jews. There would be the religious leaders. These crowds are full of all different kinds of people. Um, A lot of them would be people who were nothing like Jesus. In fact, the way Andy Stanley likes to say it is, people who were nothing like Jesus liked Jesus, that he attracted people who were nothing like him. And for whatever reason, they they wanted to hear him and they came to him. And so Jesus, at the beginning of his ministry, sees all these crowds gathering around him. And here in Matthew chapter 5, it says uh, that when he saw those crowds, he went up on the hillside, the mountain, sat down, his disciples kind of came around close to him, and he's going to begin to teach his disciples and teach these crowds. And this is how the sermon begins. It begins like this. Blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are those who mourn, for they shall be comforted. Blessed are the gentle, the meek, for they shall inherit the earth. Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they will be satisfied. Blessed are the merciful, for they shall receive mercy. Blessed are the pure in heart, for they shall see God. Blessed are the peacemakers, for they shall be called the sons of God. Blessed are those who have been persecuted for the sake of righteousness, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are you when men cast insults at you and persecute you and say all kinds of evil against you falsely on account of me. Rejoice and be glad, Jesus says, for your reward in heaven is great, for so they persecuted the prophets who were before you. That's the introduction to the Sermon on the Mount. Traditionally, these blessings are referred to as the Beatitudes, the Beatitudes. Um, and really, uh, there's a lot of different approaches that you can maybe read about in commentaries. Um, probably the most common approach to these blessings, these Beatitudes, is to say, man, these Beatitudes almost pronounce like certain virtues that we as followers of Jesus ought to 
possessed, that we should be poor in spirit, or we should be gentle, or we should hunger and thirst for righteousness. And I think there's a certain amount of truth to that, but I'm not fully convinced for a variety of reasons. I'm not so sure that's what Jesus is doing in these Beatitudes, is he's he's pronouncing uh, virtues or declaring virtues that we ought to pursue in our own spiritual life. I think more what Jesus is doing is he's describing states of being for people who come to him, that people come to him in, from a variety of places and a variety of states of life. And regardless of the state of life that you come to him in, you can experience his blessing. Um, I think that's pretty clear, at least as you walk down through it. Some of these things aren't things to pursue, like um, blessed are those who have been persecuted. That's not something to pursue. That's just a state of life. That's a state of being. Or even blessed are those who mourn, for they shall be comforted. Um, In the view that says these are virtues we should pursue, they take that mourning as mourning over our sin. Maybe, but Jesus doesn't say that. He just says, blessed are those who mourn. And mourning is a state of life. It's a sorrow. And so <clears throat> I think what Jesus is doing is he is actually describing the states of life uh, that people come to him in. When you think about the setting there in, in the first couple verses, Jesus has all these crowds. And as he looks around the crowds, there are people there who... who maybe are sorrowful, life has been hard, they're mourning. There are people there who would be described as spiritually bankrupt, spiritually poor. There are people there who are meek and life hasn't been easy for them and people have taken advantage of them. There are people there who want to see justice and righteousness come. There are people there who are just naturally compassionate and merciful. There are people there who are pure in heart. They do love God and they are pursuing him. Um, There's all these different kinds of people. That's what I think Jesus is saying in the Beatitudes and these blessings. And and what he's saying is, regardless of where you come from, you can experience the blessing of my kingdom. You, you are welcomed in. And so let's just walk down through each of these and just hear what he says. He says, uh, blessed are the poor in spirit. Uh, that is, Blessed are those who are spiritually impoverished, who are spiritually bankrupt. That's what he seems to be saying, that if you're poor in spirit, like spiritually, you don't feel like you have anything to offer. People wouldn't look at you as a spiritual hero. Guess what? In my kingdom, Jesus says, you can be blessed for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Um, if you're spiritually poor, my, my kingdom is open to you. You can come in and you look at Jesus' ministry and that's just a fact. That's true. Who were flocking to Jesus and coming into his kingdom left and right when he was teaching and preaching on earth? Well, it was the people who really were considered the sinners and the tax collectors, the spiritually poor, those who no one would look at as like spiritual giants of their day. They were flocking to Jesus and coming to Jesus. And so blessed are people like that, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. The next one, blessed are those who mourn, for they shall be comforted. If life has been hard, if you have suffered great loss, if you've experienced great sorrow and you feel like, man, my life has just been difficult and hard, well, guess what? In Jesus' kingdom, you can experience his blessing. You can experience his goodness and his joy, for you will be comforted. 
that in Jesus' kingdom, there is a kind of comfort you can't experience anywhere else. So has life been hard for you? Do you feel sorrowful and mournful? Well, enter into Jesus' kingdom and there will be comfort for you. Verse 5, blessed are the gentle, blessed are the meek, for they shall inherit the earth. This is pretty much a straightforward quote from Psalm 37, where uh, the meek in Psalm 37 are those who have been taken advantage of, who feel like they don't have any social clout or power, they can't get ahead in life, uh, that In Psalm 37, they're the people who are looking around and it just feels like those who are doing what's wrong are the ones that are getting ahead and they're they're trying to be good. They're trying to do what's right. They're just just getting beat down and they're getting taken advantage of. And and in uh, Psalm 37, Jesus says, trust God, look to him for help. So here in, in the Sermon on the Mount, Jesus says, he just recaptures that and he says, is that you? Do you feel like no matter what you do in life, people take advantage of you? You don't feel like you have any social power, that the, the power brokers of the day, whether it be your boss or whether it be politicians or whether whatever it is, people who just seem more powerful than you, have more clout than you, who just are more assertive than you, they take advantage of you and just feels like you can never get ahead. Well, guess what? Jesus says, blessed are you, for you're going to inherit the earth in Jesus' kingdom. If you come into his kingdom, if that's you, well, someday, somehow, some way, in and through Jesus you're going you're gonna to get ahead. You're going to inherit the earth. Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness. Um, and these are people who long to see God's righteousness come, his justice to be done. You want, you want the world to be right. You look around at the world and you see everything is all jacked up and everything's all messed up. And you're just like, man, can't this world just work right? Do you ever feel that way? Well, Jesus says, Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, who want that. Because if you come into Jesus' kingdom, you will be satisfied. You will see righteousness come. You will see justice be done. That that God's kingdom will, will fill this world and you will know and you will experience his righteousness. Blessed are the merciful, for they shall receive mercy in verse 7. Uh, blessed are those who are compassionate kind-hearted, who take pity on people. If that's you, if you're just, then guess what? There's mercy even for you. Mercy from others, but also mercy especially from God and compassion from Him. And so, blessed are the merciful and those who take pity on others. Blessed are the pure in heart. And some of those people in Jesus' crowds are pure in heart. They're people who really do love God, and they are seeking God and His ways, and and they aren't taking matters into their own hands and trying to do what's right. They're trying to trust God, and, and Jesus says, come into my kingdom. If you're pure in heart, then you will see God. You will experience God, and you will see God in a way you never have before. Blessed are the peacemakers, those who work to end conflict, those who work to bring people together, those who work to reconcile. As Jesus looks at the crowd, he knows there's people out there in his crowds like that who are peacemakers, and they want to see people get along, and they want to see uh, harmony and peace in families, on the job, at schools. They, they don't like all the conflict. Blessed are you, for you shall be called the sons of God, because God's like that. And he wants to bring peace. And so if you're a peacemaker and you you want to see conflict, enter into Jesus' kingdom 
uh, and you you will be like him and you can work with him to try to bring harmony and peace to this world. Verse 10, Jesus says, Blessed are those who have been persecuted for the sake of righteousness. Again, that's one of the clearest ones that we're talking about. States of life, states of being, just where where Jesus finds people, where people find Jesus. And he's saying, man, there's some people who've tried to do what's right. They try to do what's right. And guess what? They've been persecuted for it. Um, and blessed are you if that's the case, that it may not feel like you're being blessed, but Jesus says, enter into his kingdom and, and there is a blessing for you, for yours is the kingdom of heaven. If you're committed to doing what's right, committed to following God, and it seems like the deck is stacked against you or people are opposing you, trust Jesus, um, follow him, and yours is the kingdom of heaven, God's very own kingdom. And then verses 11 and 12, take that idea of persecution and just speak directly to people in his crowd and to us today. Blessed are you. Blessed are you. Catch this, that your life is blessed, that there is a blessing for you. There are good things from God. There's uh, Blessed are you when, when men cast insults at you, when they Uh, persecute you and say all kinds of evil against you falsely on account of me? Are you trying to be holy and do what's right? And and then people wrong you or they they ridicule you. They say things about you that's not true or they slander you or they make things up about you and they just make life hard for you. Blessed are you that God's blessing and goodness rest upon you. Rejoice and be glad, he says, for your reward in the kingdom of heaven is great. For so they persecuted the prophets who were before you. God's spokesmen, they were treated that way. And so to be opposed, to be ridiculed, to be slandered, doesn't mean that God has forsaken or abandoned or forgotten you. God's very own prophets were treated that way. Uh, So trust God and your reward with him is great in the kingdom of heaven, um, that God has a great reward for you. And so what when you read the Beatitudes that way as blessings on people in all states of life, what you, you need to hear in that is that Jesus basically is saying he's throwing the door open wide on God's kingdom and he's saying there, there is... Uh, an open door policy in my kingdom. And it doesn't matter where you come from. Do you come from a religious background where you're pure in heart and you love God? Then you're welcome here. Do you come from a, a, a non-religious background where you're spiritually impoverished and you don't even know God and you don't know the Bible and you're not even sure how to act in church? Well, there's a blessing for you. You're welcome here and the kingdom of heaven belongs to you. And everything in between, that God has an open door policy on his kingdom in Christ. And so when when we come to Jesus and we we listen to him and then we enter into his kingdom, he, he's throwing that door wide. We can enter into that. And when we do that, what happens is blessing replaces the curse. God's blessing replaces the curse that that was uh, enacted on this world clear back in Genesis 3. And if you're not familiar with the overall biblical story, well, what happened was God creates 
Uh, the, the very first humans, puts them in a garden, gives them one rule to keep, don't eat from this tree. Uh, well, they do. They break faith with God and they, they forsake him and they eat from that tree. And, and that leads to this world and our relationships with it being cursed. And so now a curse lies upon this world. But as we enter into Jesus and his kingdom, well, his blessing replaces that curse. And so listen to some of the blessings again that are just mentioned here in, the, in these Beatitudes. Uh, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. For they shall be comforted. For they shall inherit the earth. For they shall be filled with righteousness. For they shall receive mercy. For they shall see the almighty creator God. For they shall be called the sons and daughters of God. Those are blessings that are available to us when we attach ourselves to Jesus. And since the door on his kingdom is wide open to people in all various states of life, you enter into his kingdom and then you are blessed. You receive the good things that he has to offer. That's how Jesus begins the Sermon on the Mount. That his kingdom has an open door policy. And no matter where you're at, no matter where you come from, you can enter in and you can experience the blessings of Jesus' kingdom. You can experience comfort. You can experience uh, mercy. You can experience God himself. You can be called a child of God, a son and daughter of God. You can inherit this whole earth that God wants to give to his children. And as he makes all things new, someday he will. The blessings are yours in Jesus' kingdom. And so enter into his kingdom. Attach yourself to Jesus. If you're a follower of Jesus, stick close with him and know that regardless of what life brings you, you have entered into a kingdom and these promises are yours. These blessings are yours. Even when life is hard and even when people oppose you and go against you, you are blessed. You have great reward with God in heaven forever and ever. Um, and so in Jesus' kingdom, the blessing replaces the curse, and you can experience the good life from God himself in Jesus' kingdom. All right, that's it for today on Bible and Life. I just, uh, if, you're, if you're finding this teaching helpful and uh, valuable to you, then I would encourage you to share it on whatever social media page you like to share it on, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, or whatever else. Just let people know it's out there, that there's some Bible teaching on the internet that they could take advantage of. And once again, if you haven't checked out my website and, and all that, uh, you can go there. There's some additional resources on there, particularly there's those online courses that'll really help you to learn to live the Bible uh, there is a Bible survey course that gives you the big picture of the Bible on there. There is uh, up and coming real soon. There's going to be a Bible study skills course available in the next uh, couple days. So uh, pay attention to that. And uh, as always, you can follow me on Facebook and Instagram and you can get updates that way. Uh, take care, you guys, and we will see you next time on Bible in Life.